Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by London's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? I'm London's angriest Japan enthusiast because I spent half an hour doing all of the washing up that I should have done last night, and I've just come into my recording room, aka my front room, and I've just noticed two dirty cups. Oh, I'm so angry. Oh. Dear, oh dear. What are you going to do about it? What a little filth bomb. Um, well, I'm probably going to um, just throw them in the sink and um, and they'll be in the next round next week when I do my washing up. <laughs> I live alone, Chris. I live alone. I, did, did, I just I can't be asked to just washing up one plate. It's depressing. Uh, but I tell you what's not depressing. It, well, it is a bit depressing. Uh, a man uh, in, enduring and enjoying his 30th birthday under lockdown. Chris hey, Broad, happy birthday. birthday. We record yeah. a week in advance, so you'll have to understand that this happened literally seven days ago, uh, minus uh, plus two. Uh, but happy birthday, <laughs> mate. You all right? You having a good one? I think I think I think we should just come come clean, Pete, and just tell people that we are actually filming on my birthday. It is April 21st here. Sometimes yeah. we do the podcast a little bit in advance, and I'm currently sitting in my chair, rolling kind of sideways. Like I've, I've eaten way too much cheese, Pete. I thought I'd celebrate <laughs> with a cheesecake. With cheese. um, instead of it being a cheesecake, it was literally just a cake, a pile of cheese, like a mountain of right, okay. various cheeses. And uh, any any uh, particular uh, one that uh, tickled your fancy more than others? Was there was there an underwhelming uh, aspect to the cheese? Was there an underwhelming cheese? <laughs> there was an expensive aspect to the cheese. You know how rare what? bloody cheese is in Japan? Like a small, yeah. minuscule piece of cheddar is like eight quid, like eight dollars or so, <laughs> so like eight pounds. <laughs> it's stupidly priced, but it is my birthday. Thought I'd splash out a bit. And uh, yeah, it's been all right so far. That's my birthday, sitting in a room alone, eating cheese, doing a podcast, and then tonight doing a live show, which may or may not go well. We'll see, depending Tan- on... Tan cheesy omodetto. <laughs> see what you did there. It's clever that. Yeah. See what I did there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know really. What? How should I feel now that I'm thirty? I don't really know what to do. I thought all adults know. secretly get like magic powers when they turn thirty, but you're not allowed to tell mm. like people who are younger than thirty. 
Uh, yeah, so... now I can now I can tell you the secrets of uh, being thirty. Um, you start to find white hairs in your beard, which is very upsetting. Yeah, uh, and um, you become invisible to the opposite sex. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy that. No, thirties are great. I'm re- I really enjoy my thirties. They were my favorite um, favorite time. I met the best people. Uh, I did the best things. And you met I contracted me. many exotic diseases. Yes, I met you, Chris. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, to be honest, yeah, lots of people have been reassuring me um, that turning thirty is not that bad. <laughs> the uh, the white hairs you speak of, I've had those since journey across Japan. To be fair, uh, <laughs> my best to conceal them with limited success. But uh, what is that? <laughs> is that the automaton thing? Yeah. I just can't get lower and lower. I can't play anything on it. That's the problem. I own many of them. They're beautiful instruments, but I can't play it. The world's most bizarre musical instrument. That's the first time someone's sung me or, or played me happy birthday today. Oh, so. today. It was, oh. It was a, a good attempt. Well done. I'll, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good start. Oh, Cheers, man. Mate. But, yeah, so 30. Don't know what to do now, really. 30. Just Dirty a bit 30. You know, I, I always pictured <laughs> sitting at a... Reasonably priced restaurants surrounded by friends. Maybe they'd be Natsuki, yourself, you know, a few other folks. No, sitting in a room, eating some cheese, and that's it. It's very anticlimactic, <laughs> but uh, I'm grateful, um, you know, to be safe you, you and got your health. healthy. I've got my you health. You got your health. But you um, nearly um, had uh, what could only be described as some kind of cardiac arrest. Um, I hear that you... Uh, you endured what can only be described as a big old earthquake, which actually made the news. I, not, I was like, oh, that's, no I think that's where Chris is. Yeah, I, I, I read Japan. it over here. <laughs> there was an earthquake in Japan. I think that's where Chris is. I, yeah, it, was, it was horrible. Um, I've let it, I haven't felt an earthquake in quite a while now. I think the last one was like right. a year ago. I can't remember. But the worst thing about an earthquake isn't so much the earthquake, it's the phone alarm. And if you just like go on yeah. YouTube and type in Japanese phone earthquake alarm you'll hear it um uh, you know wake being woken up at like 5 a.m when you're in a deep sleep by this yeah. massive alarm on your phone that you don't even know your phone has it goes whip, 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 and then it goes jishin des, jishin des, which means like earthquake it's an earthquake and i sort of woke up and i nearly had a heart attack because i was in a deep sleep <laughs> and this right. big booming like alarm clock went off deafened me and then I thought, oh, it can't be that bad. And the alarm goes off about two to three seconds before the earthquake hits. Um, wow. And then all of a sudden, like, the building just sort of went like that. And it was like a banging noise. Like, go and bang your cupboard a few times, and that's what an earthquake sounds like. And wow. it got so bad. It was quite bad. Like, it was about 6.3, I think, which is quite mm. high. It's on the high end of the scale. Uh, and I, I, it was so bad. I got so nervous, I actually ran for the doorway because obviously you're supposed to stand in the doorway when an earthquake comes mm. because the frame of the door is supposed to protect you, even though it definitely won't if the building collapses. But it's better than just being beneath beneath a ceiling falling down, right? Mm. Um, and that lasted about 20... No, it lasted about 15 seconds. Uh, then I sort of went back into bed shaking because I was still like ruff, ruffled and confused <laughs> by being woken up to this alarm. And uh, yeah, so not a great start to the day, really. But that was yesterday, yeah, luckily. That... that was yesterday. Um, <laughs> that was your birthday, Eve. That Maybe was that, was your, 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 that was your 20th <laughs> yeah. th- saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the last day of being in my 20s and the phone yeah. went off. Yeah, wow. Um, 
sucks. Is but... it sort of like the the noise that it makes? It's like a noise that ne- the, your phone never makes. It's like a unique sound, yeah. and you can't turn it off and you can't turn it down. It's played at the maximum volume. Yeah, pretty much. Like you know, put your phone alarm on at the maximum volume, and it's like that. But it's this really abrupt, right. high pitched sound, and it is absolutely terrifying. Like it does the job. Mm. You do get out of bed. You do start running somewhere. <laughs> um, but it's it's really unnerving. Um, but right. luckily, I mean, hopefully it won't happen again for a while. Usually they come and go, but hopefully there won't be another one for a, another few months now. But yeah, I mean, earthquakes are pretty terrifying. It makes me wonder. I mean, this was mm. a six point three. It makes me wonder what it would be to live through a nine point one earthquake or magnitude nine earthquake, like the one that struck in uh, 2011. Apparently Natsuki yeah. said like he thought it was the end of the world. Like he was like, this is it. This is the end now. Cause he'd never experienced anything See, like that. Like Even Riotero, yeah. you know, Riotero hard as nails, Riotero. He, he, he was terrified by it. Um, right, okay. But speaking of Riotero, have you seen yeah. his, have you seen his channel yet? Have you seen his, his oh, first I've- video? <laughs> I saw his, uh, I saw his uh, little, Little video advertising it, um, but yeah. So I need to actually uh, indulge uh, in in, in Riotero's. Uh, I need to subscribe as well to his YouTube. It's on YouTube, isn't it? Is it on YouTube. It is. Yeah. Just type in like yeah. Riotero's Japan, and he's got one video, right. and it's it's a good start. To be fair, credit where it's due to Riotero. Uh, he's done an all right <laughs> job editing it for his first time. And if you want to, yeah, if you want to go and check it out, Riotero's Japan, ladies and gentlemen, go and give it a watch. It's a good start. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. supposed to be giving him constructive criticism and feedback on how to improve it right okay um, but basically he teaches you like three or four japanese uh key sentences and phrases but he uses cool. like he uses english just english to teach it for example you know the word uh animas animas like to have animas, or to yeah. be yeah uh like uh that's a good example uh t-shirt to animas like there's a t-shirt he tried to teach yeah. the word Animas, but rather than teaching how to pronounce it in Japanese in a Japanese way, he sort of said, "The key to remembering Animas is imagine Muhammad Ali with a face mask, and you're telling him to put his mask on, and then he goes." These are my kind of style of learning. It's, yeah, it's, it's the Pete Donaldson teaching method, but he's like Ali mask on, Ali mask on, Ali mask on, Ali masker. Ridiculous, but and and literally saying that just triggered. Siri on my phone. I don't know how ah, Ali, Ali Mask on sounds like Hey Siri. Oh shit, I yeah, well, said it again. So, set yeah. it off. Riotoros, Japan, 4K views, 11 minutes long. Well, well, I mean, wow. what, what are we looking at figures-wise? Is that um, is that good? Is that bad? He's also got a TED Talk as good. well, I've noticed. If you Google Riotoro on YouTube, um, yeah, he's done a little yeah. TED he Talk. Did, he did it at the same time I did. Like, I did a TED Talk right. in 2017 about... Te- uh, about doing YouTube in Tohoku to try and promote it mm. online, try and encourage right. people to become mm-hmm. YouTubers. And he did a talk on why, I think he did it on why it's important to travel the world if you're Japanese and get a world perspective. Um, he's mm. a good public speaker. Yeah. And that comes out yeah. through his video. You know, his one of his main things he does for a living is go to businesses and talk to them about how to, he like does a talk in front of uh, the whole business, basically telling them how to treat uh, foreign customers and how to handle them. So he's quite a good public oh, speaker. Cool. Credit where it's due. He's mm. not as good as you, though, Pete. We can't all be on Cheers, IGN mate. or no, exactly. radio. <laughs> but not anymore. No, not anymore. Long time ago. Long That's time right. ago. Oh, oh, I think the worst thing as uh, <laughs> I've I've obviously been posting around today that uh, I'm 30. Woo who? And lots of you guys have been sending lovely messages, so thanks for that. But overwhelmingly, oh. 
I think about thirty percent of the messages I've had have just been people going, "Wait a minute, I already thought you were thirty years old. I thought you were like thirty six." That's like, oh, <laughs> doesn't make me feel better about myself. <laughs> Love it, very enjoyable. <laughs> you get that a lot in Japan. If you're under thirty yeah. in Japan, people are always amazed. They're like, "Wow, you're young. What kind there? What kind there?" But <laughs> what does no what kind there mean? Well, wakai, mean, wakai means uh, young, right? Ah, wakai. so it's a bit like wakai. So you could be like, yeah, wakai. Wakai, so, interesting. Well, there you, there go. you go. A bit of speedy Japanese for you there. <laughs> yeah, we started <laughs> it early today. Um, yeah. What's been going on in Japan, though? I suppose there's, there's two pieces of news, and unsurprisingly, it is virus-related. But good news? I suppose it's good news. Well, one of them's not. The first one, I heard there's a so there's big... Chiba Flower Festival, right? They have 800,000 tulips. Right. Do you like tulips, Pete? Do you get excited about tulips? Um, they're, they're pretty attractive uh, flowers. They're stamens, they're leaves, leaves, uh, petals. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've enjoyed tiptoeing through the tulips uh, in the past. Dutch. I reckon... the, the Dutch tulips, the, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Dutch. Definitely, yeah. definitely. The ones that used to be worth loads of money, right? I'm not a botanist. <laughs> that is another. That is another quote for the Pete Donaldson soundboard. <laughs> the soundboard. Yeah. I'm no botanist. <laughs> That'd be so useful. Have context. Um, I don't. Don't even know where this is going. I, what I do know is that loads of you guys listening are going to savage Pete and I, uh, particularly North American listeners who are going to not be happy by the way we pronounce tulips because we sort of say chew tulips, don't we? Uh, Supposed to tulips. Tulips. Tulips, man. Eight hundred thousand Get- tulips. Get the fuck off my tulips. <laughs> Why do they sound like get the, an Italian get American the fuck gangster? Up. Hey, get the fuck out of my tulips, you fucking, <laughs> you fucking dick. Well, maybe <laughs> if an Italian American gangster had been present at the Chiba Flower Festival in Sakura City. Hey, I want some, I want some tulips on my, my pizza. I've got to be Italian American. Chop them all down. Oh, yeah, they... Yes. they uh, Obviously, they've been telling people not to go out, just stay indoors at the moment. But because Japan can't enforce it, there's no like rules in Japan that like police can't actually just tell people to go home and stay in. People go have home. to just—it's just part of the constitution. The police can't—you right. like, can't enforce things like that in Japan. It is a weird one. I'm not really sure, entirely sure why, but uh, <laughs> people have been going out this flower festival and spreading the disease. So <laughs> the people that run the festival, are like, oh, we can't. We can't allow this to happen. So they massacred all of the 800,000 tulips. They cut them up. They ripped oh. them down. No more tulips for you. Oh. Don't come. Go home. It was a pretty gangster approach. It was It was basically your gangster voice, Pete. 800,000 tulip, tulips just, at, tulips. just completely de- decapitated. I'm, I'm hoping they used a strimmer. Imagine <laughs> that, just walking through them on, knocking heads off. Just making a right old mess. I think it would. I, I mean, I think it would make more of a spectacle to see eight hundred thousand tulips beheaded <laughs> than, just, than have them on the head. I'd be like, "Wow, I've never seen that before. That's really confusing." Just unleash the yakuza with like loads of sides, just going yeah. through swords in hand, the katana ja- knowing swords. The Japanese, yeah, knowing Shop the Japanese one. though, I bet it was just some some woman just very carefully uh, separating <laughs> stamen from uh, her head for, with with like a tiny little sack of tears. Just chip, <laughs> chip, 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 chip. One singular <laughs> woman, carefully yeah. and quietly and meticulously, respectfully chopping up eight hundred thousand tulips. Sad yeah. story, but 
if, if anything, action. if anything, because they've been cut in half, they've they've become four lips. <laughs> Thank you. So you've got oh. one and almost or just over one and a half million uh, four <laughs> tulips now. So there you go, because they because they, they self regenerate like worms. Brilliant. I thought you said earlier on you weren't a botanist. And, uh, I yes. know. Well, I so mean, with knowledge. the knowledge that I'm pulling out of my behind, yeah. Uh, tulips <laughs> okay. do self-regenerate and uh, they can grow underwater. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the massacre of the 800,000 tulips, though? Was it a good move to, uh, you know, stop people coming? Was it a bold, you know, well, quite a I bold mean, move? Yeah, but- it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a bit of a shame, but if people are, st- I mean, they there needs to be some kind of um, social action that prevents people just close the park. I mean, presumably it's a it's in a park. <laughs> I mean, and to be honest, if you if you're doing eight hundred thousand tulips, do a million. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's only two hundred thousand more. Yeah, like eight hundred thousand. All right, it's a big number. That's as many tulips as I would ever see in my lifetime. Go the extra mile, guys. Next year to celebrate the lack of. Uh, uh, your celebration this year, maybe go for a million, yeah? <laughs> this could be the birth of a great new festival, the yeah. Cheever Tulip Massacre Festival of <laughs> April. It's what Cheever desperately needs to boost the trillion, tourism. The trillion tulips of Cheever. Do it. <laughs> Get tourists to chop them up as well. I'd go to Cheever just to chop up some tulips and go to town on them with a katana sword. That would be quite fun. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know why I didn't just shut the park. Apparently... It's yeah. easy to get in the park. I don't know. I feel like they could have done. I just put up a little wall, something. but no, just chop the flowers yeah. up. So yeah. just have something really there. disgusting in the, in the middle of it, like a like what a man a man doing a poo or something. I don't know, just just something horrible. <laughs> just something like a big like a like a grandma stands in the middle of the tulips and she just uses such bad language. Like it's. I remember being in a supermarket once when I was a kid, and I heard uh, an old lady say the f word under her breath because it was <gasps> crisps she liked it, and it, like like it, hello, like it, and she uh, like it, and uh, I was very shocked as a child. I didn't realise that old grannies would um, would say those words. So yeah, just just something really unacceptable. Uh, yeah. Kumamon um, uh, um, on fire. Himself. I don't know, just something like a mascot <laughs> doing something terrible to another mascot. They do everything with mascots in Japan. Just do that. Just just have something really unpalatable, <laughs> so the people don't want to go, don't want to take their kids. It's it's an adult experience. I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Don't so I, you, I, look, Shinzo Abe. I do not need another phone call from a world leader. All right. This is see. I'm, I've got quite a visual imagination, and now all I can picture is Kubermon touching himself in a field of tulips, and that's not yeah. how <laughs> I want to spend my thirtieth birthday. To be honest. Uh, but you've done like that, this. so cheers, Pete. <laughs> uh, it is actually a Kumamon, uh, Kumamon uh, uh, automaton. Yeah, his little his little berry face is looking out at me. <laughs> oh boy! Um, oh, there you go. Oh boy. That was that's that's the tulip festival. That's the tulip <laughs> festival, <laughs> which Pete has ruined. Oh yep. man! Didn't need didn't need to cut their heads off them, did I? To ruin it, exactly. Dear, there is some yeah. good news. How, how are... Yeah, go on. Okay. No, go I'm just saying how how are how are people sort of financially? I mean, presumably, if people are off work, they've been um, you know they, they've been either uh, fired or just let go fired. for a few weeks. Like how are, how are people sort of getting through all this? Well, uh, good question. I basically the Japanese government's been handing out eight a uh, hundred thousand yen to every resident, regardless of wealth or income. Everyone's getting some money. Um, originally, 
right? They came out saying, we're going to give you 300,000 yen. And then about a day later, presumably someone went, no, 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 don't do that. Do 100,000. That's that's better. It's less. And they went, oh, right then. Make them pachinko balls. (laughs) Give them 100,000 yen's worth of pachinko balls. Perfect. Back at the economy. Absolutely. (laughs) Gamble the the economy. Uh, Yeah, so 100,000 yen for every foreigner. There was talk about... um, 100,000 yen for every foreigner, 100,000 yen for everyone. There was talk, a politician said that uh, foreign residents shouldn't get any money, which obviously right. pissed off a lot of people, but uh, they are now. <laughs> especially Especially because they pay tax as well. Like, oh, no, all right. right, if you're not paying tax, but like, all right, so we pay tax and we don't get any relief package. <laughs> yeah, the, the woman, I can't remember the woman's name, she's a bit... Annoying. Not many people like her, but she. That's a bit right wing. Uh, she was born in America, but she's like Japanese. She's, uh, I think she's half, maybe half who they call them poor people. Like, uh, mm. if you're born, like if you have one foreign parent, one Japanese parent, but right. despite being born outside Japan, she seems to use foreigners as pawns in a political game of chess in a bad way. Ooh. But anyway, everyone ignored her, thankfully, and now foreigners living in Japan who are residents will be getting the 100,000 yen. All I know is you've got to apply online, and I haven't done it. And I, I, I don't know oh, if I will do it. Not their website. Oh, God. Oh, God, not their website. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> we all know <laughs> how bad Japanese websites are, right? And I imagine mm. it's going to take, like, 50 forms being filled out. It'll probably take three weeks to just go through the website to claim the money in the first place, but uh, mm. still, at least they're doing something about it. At least they're, uh, you know, injecting some money into the economy. And uh, you know, I do worry about a lot of small businesses businesses here going under just because people aren't going out or eating or drinking as much. So a little yeah. bit dicey. I don't know. Is the UK doing anything like that? Are you getting any money from the government or any handout? Um, yeah, I believe, well, I think it's eighty percent of uh, of people who have been kept on payroll. Um, like you get eighty percent of of your wage. Um, right. I'm not sure what the deal is with self employed, but my kind of pay is kind of through because I own the company effectively. So it's kind of a little oh, bit difficult, uh, different that power. way. So power, powerful man, the power. I was just you were talking about um uh people who um were born uh, elsewhere and uh, like mixed race uh, people in, in in Japan and mm. uh one of my favorite sexy footballers assigned for my favorite sexy football team Mike Havanar uh, a bloke right. who I think has a Dutch dad and a Japanese mum or, or or the other way around and he's like this kind of he just looks like a Dutch bloke um but obviously you can see he grew up as a, as a Japanese kid uh, and he's uh, signed uh, for Ventfret uh, Kofu uh, oh, in J2, nice. uh, which is very exciting, Mike Avenar. Very sexy boy. He's a very Good sexy man. boy. So there you go. Uh, there's my sports update for the week. Sexy Mike Avenar, J- Japanese international, I believe. Good for him. I mean, I, I don't want to go into it on this podcast because it's a topic for another day and a big topic. But, <laughs> you know, I take my hat off to folks who are half living in Japan. And it's not like, like half is just what you call it in Japanese. It literally means half the Japanese mm. language, half But I think it must be quite That's... tough being brought up here, but not looking Japanese, like having like yeah. one Japanese parent, one foreign parent, because obviously, because Japan is so homogenous and, you know, 98% of the people here are, I think, ethnically Japanese. If you look not Japanese, but you are Japanese, it causes all sorts of problems. People will be like, wow, yeah. you can speak Japanese, even though you've been born and raised here, you know, causes yeah. a lot of problems. But that is a topic oh, a... for another day, a big topic. It is. 
It's a big, Instead. big topic. I mean, it's even though, even even the um, even the word like hafu sounds very strong. I mean, you wouldn't get away with that sort of language in uh, in uh, yeah. England. In fact, I was with a mate who is uh, mixed race and uh, uh, and a Polish bloke who was cutting up a sausage for me. Uh, asked if she was she was half. Are you half? She went. Uh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is? So I, I, I shouted at him and then gave gave the uh, business in question a piece of my mind on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so using the uh, using the power of social media uh, to abuse a, a sausage creator, <laughs> a sausage creator. That's, Aren't we all that just sounds just as creators? bad? That sounds just as bad as. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we... Dive into a diplomatic instant. Let's turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week, mm. Mr. Donaldson? Oh, we got an email from Brandon, and it's that old chestnut again. They'll be arriving soon. Well, hey. uh, Brandon from Cleveland here. Yes, I send the same question each week. I am a persistent bastard, aren't I? Love all your YouTube content. You're starting to listen to the podcast too. Well, if you're reading this specific iteration of my question, it'll be nine weeks for the podcast. P.S. on Spotify. Uh, thanks, I guess. Uh, I know in previous podcasts you mentioned how tattoos can be an issue with onsens and the like, but what about jobs specifically? I'm uh, trying to learn Japanese in the next three years, so I can apply to work uh, as an electrical engineer in Japan, but I have a large forearm tattoo. Give it to me straight, Doc. Even if I cover up my tattoos, uh, are my dreams a bit hopeless if my employer knows I have tattoos? Thanks, and stay safe, Brandon. My uh, dad is an electrical engineer, and he is covering yeah. tattoos because he used to, used to be in the Navy. Uh, and uh, obviously, he's not trying to apply for an engineering uh, job in in Japan. Why not? Um, 
Did you, uh, well, he's probably he'd probably be confused at the um, complete lack of uniformity uh, across Japan when it comes to uh, power, because there's different power, isn't there, around Japan? Like, people just can't decide on what kind of power to use. It's Nonsense. True. Nonsense. Also, uh, says uh, Brandon, since you're probably dying to know, my favorite Japanese word, uh, possibly just a sound effect, uh, to say whilst drunk is, uh, what's he got here? Jajan. 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 Jajan, what's that? Jajan. Ta-da. Ta-da. Oh, Jajan. Because <laughs> I always think ta-da is like tadaima. I'm back. I've returned. Um, if I ever forget anything in a, in a bar, I go tadaima. Like ta-da, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, Jajan. It's, it's different than that, but basically. It's different. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's not. It's kind of like an onomatopoeia, but there's words like that in Japan, like there's a sound for mm. when you roll, like say you like lay down the floor and start rolling along, like I'm sure you do in your free time. Yeah, course, yeah. yeah over the tulips, absolutely. Uh, you would see, there's like a phrase like goro 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 goro, which means like <laughs> goro, roll, roll, roro, roll. goro 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 goro. That's a good question. That's adorable. Um, let, I mean, let's get onto some onomatopoeias peers in a minute because I don't think we've okay. uh, covered that in a while. Well, if ever, mm. Uh, but mm. tattoos, I, I, don't, uh, I don't think it'll be getting wear away a good job. Yeah, wear a wear shirt. Wear a shirt. It's electronic well, engineer. Asks... I mean, you're going to be you're going to be messing around with big wires and stuff. So don't worry about it. I mean, geez. Exactly. When when someone asks, "Do you have a tattoo?" Just wear a shirt and be like, "No, never, never no. heard of tattoo." All my all my all my all my tattoos are about Orm's law, which is very important <laughs> in electricity. <laughs> <laughs> all my tattoos are like how a wire a plug. Brilliant. What a ground looks like. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'd be all right. I think if yeah. you're a teacher in Japan, I, I knew plenty of people that taught in English in Japan and had tattoos. As long as they cover them up at work, you're fine. So I don't think that'll stand in your way. I think there's more hurdles to becoming an ele- ele- electrical engineer in Japan than, than we're having a tattoo. That's uh, mm. That's a tough one. I've never heard of a foreign electrical engineer in Japan. Not that it can't be done, if any of you listening. Our electrical engineers did, Brandon. let us know how you did it. Mm. But uh, best of luck to you there, Brandon. And thank you for encouraging us to do some onomatopoeias. I thought we'd do some simple ones, some animals, because mm. uh, oh. it's fun and it, it could be useful one day. And to be fair, a lot of them are quite commonly used and commonly heard. So without further mm. ado, do you know what cat is, Pete? Obviously, we say meow. I do know what I I do. Yeah, cat, obviously, cats over here say meow. Um, but I do know because of the nyan cat. Uh, is it nyan 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 cat? Yeah. You know that that that, that it's like a pop tart kind of cat with oh, rainbows yeah. coming out of its ass. That that that, <laughs> that meme from back in the day. Um, so is it nyan or nyan nyan cat? Yeah. Nyan, nyan, nyan. Nyan, nyan 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 cat. Nyan, nyan. Yeah, yeah, that's, I can see cat. that. Oh, yeah. What's interesting, some of them sound quite similar. Some of the, the other, some right. of them are just completely different and don't make much sense. <laughs> cow. What about cow? Cow's quite similar. Obviously, moo in we English, moo. in Japanese. I don't know moo. I don't know moo. You'll probably have to sort of go from here because I, I am not... I, cat's the only one I know. <laughs> cow is more, 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 more. More, more. Uh, more, more. No, no, I don't say that one. I think ours is better. More... They don't go more, more. <laughs> How do you like it? <laughs> more, more. Uh, dog, oh. woof in English. Oh, I'll tell you uh, what, I'll, this, one. this, what, this is how we'll do it. I'll say the animal. Right. You say the English yeah. noise. I'll give you the Japanese one. Dog. Cool. Woof. <laughs> uh, in, in Japanese, it's uh, one, one. 
one one. Oh, that's nice. Um, cool. <laughs> Momo. Well, I need to know the uh, animal before I can do the noise. I'm waiting to do the yeah, noise. All right, all right. Here we go. Horse. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, in Japanese, hihin, hihin, hihin. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, that's oh, quite the noise. Uh, what about chicken? Uh, just cluck, 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 cluck. This is quite a complicated one. It's uh, not even I could do it. Cocky coco, cocky coco, cocky coco. That's like uh, Arrested Development, where everyone takes the piss out of Michael. He's a chicken. Cocky cocky coco, cocky coco. <laughs> I uh, I nearly made Natsuki choke to death on laughter because he was teaching me these animal noises once a couple of years back in a video and <laughs> he said it's cockycore and I went cockycockycore thinking like cockadoodledoo and he'd never heard that before and he nearly exploded he'd like laugh for about three minutes harder than I've ever seen just by cockycockycore so if you ever want to make Natsuki laugh <laughs> uh, you don't want to put the effort in just impersonate a Japanese chicken um, what about duck? Quack. Good. What, you're good at these, Pete. Well done. Um, yeah, I mean, jeez. It's uh, it's gaga, 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 gaga. Yeah, I mean, it takes a bit of a leap, a leap of uh, a faith, a flight of fancy, if you will. But I'll take it. It does. I mean, you can remember that, Lady Gaga, nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, what about gaga. fox? Fox. Oh. Well, I only ever hear them having sex. Brilliant. So they make like a sort of um, um, garbage uh, dog, uh, cat. Uh. Yeah, Are you they sure just sort of make that noise. Are you <laughs> sure that's not just your neighbour? Just your neighbour. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they make horrible noises. I mean, there's that song, wasn't there? What does the fox say? Because nobody knew what it meant, but or nobody knew what it sounded ah. like. And yet, in Japan... <laughs> They do have a, a word, and it's con con. Con con. Con con. Ah. <laughs> think of Hong Kong, but it's con con. That's what a fox oh, sounds yeah. like in Japan. Yeah, Kong I Kong. guess so. <laughs> I forgot the final what word. the word for fox is in Japanese. What's the word for fox again? Uh, kitsune. 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 That's kitsune. right. Uh, what about mouse? Last one, mouse. Um, just a little squeak in it. Squeak, 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 squeak. Can I have some cheese, please? No, Chris is eating it. It's his birthday. Hey. I did it, yo. Uh, yeah, this is a weird one. Choo-choo. 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 train. Like, Choo-choo Rocket, th- the video game on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Maybe that's where I got the name from. Maybe it didn't, it did it? Probably not. Did it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've never played Choo-choo Rocket. I just and I never played the Dreamcast. The Poor old Dreamcast. Underrated console. And there you go. Absolutely now you know classic. how to, to do all the animals. From the top, let's do This time you just say the Japanese. Right? Ready? Cat. Nyan. Cow. Momo. Dog. Wan wan. Horse. Hin. <laughs> That's the best one. Chicken. Cocky cock. <laughs> Duck. Gaga! Fox. Con-con. <laughs> you literally just sound like you said condom. Mouse. Chew. Chew, motherfuckers. 
I know you only really... isolate them those so you can put them on the fucking uh, on the old soundboard. On uh, yeah, I was Rod about to Land. say this. Oh, this, is, this is what Absolute the soundboard. This is what the soundboard <laughs> yeah. was made for. Absolute highlight <laughs> of my thirtieth birthday. Hearing you make those noises. Uh, right, <clears throat> let's carry on. And that's the first <clears throat> one in the fax machine. Got one from Rachel who says, Hi, Chris Ooh. and Pete. Hope you two are doing well. I've been catching up on the podcast while in quarantine mode. And in a word, it's making me feel natsukashi. Do you remember what that means, Pete? Natsukashi? Uh, it means retro or old school. It means nostalgic, but close. Well done. Mm, I cool. thought... I'd write in and share a little anecdote from my spring trip last year. Since I'd already hiked Fushimi Inari during the day on my first solo trip to Japan, uh, for those of you who don't know, Fushimi Inari is the chain of Tori Gate shrines going up the mountain in Kyoto, one of the most famous places in Japan. Uh, I convinced my friend to go up on a spooky nighttime hike since the shrine is open 24-7. You did that, didn't you, Pete? Mm. Night, yeah, night, I did that with um, Charlotte and Ian. I got very lost. Um, and yeah, I don't really know where I went. There was a pile of Tory gates that they just sort of piled up against a wall. And uh, oh. I was just I was just really confused. <laughs> They'd blocked part of it off. Right. And I just went missing for ages. Um, so a lot, of, um, like Char- a lot of Charlotte's video is just hit her going, we don't know where Pete's gone. I think he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Sapporo all over again. Um, Aye. Continuing Rachel's story, she says, We got to the temple around 11pm and pretty much had the place to ourselves, aside from a few others taking photos of the main shrine. When we approached the first gate leading up to the mountain, two screaming Japanese teenage boys ran down the path out of the Tory gates. They laughed when they got to the last gate and ended up turning around and heading back up the path. We were startled, but didn't make much of it because it... But I didn't take but didn't make much of it since I'd heard that it's a popular dare for college, for college students to hike the mountain after sunset. We snapped one last eerie-looking photo at the base of the Tory gates, and just as we were about to cross the threshold to the path, a deep, blood-curdling uh, grunt emanated from the bushes nearest to us. We jumped backwards in surprise, and we peered <laughs> into the shadowy tunnel of Tory gates from a safe distance away while we discussed what to do. We knew that there were wild boars up on the mountain, but our online perusing led us to believe that encounters are highly uncommon. While we were talking, a security guard walked up the path and shined a light into the bushes where we'd heard the wild boar. I attempted to ask him through hand motions and a few Japanese words what we should do if we see a wild boar, walk by it quietly or make a noise to scare it off. He immediately gasped and explained, Don't touch boar! We laughed, assured him that we wouldn't touch Boar, and called it a night. If the spirits of the mountain were giving us a sign, we decided this was it, and we heeded their warning. Thanks for the podcast. It keeps me entertained at work. Stay well away from the coronavirus as well as the wild boars, Rachel. And what noise does a wild boar make, Pete? Oh, I don't know. Wild boars, never use it. Wild boars, wild boars, never use it. I don't know. Um, oink, exactly. or like an oink in it. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it's something like but but ah, oh, crikey, I can't remember. I'll look it up in a minute. But uh, <laughs> okay. you didn't run. You didn't run into any wild boars, did you? When you were climbing up the old, I didn't. No, 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 no. I imagine uh, with the lack of tourism uh, at the moment, I imagine they're having a right old bloody time. The old wild yeah. boars. I, I, it's pretty scary up there. Like if you go at night, fair play to you. Like that mountain just goes on and on. Like when you creeped out. Mm when you went up the mountain into the dark. Yeah, well, as I said, I think part of it was blocked up, so we kind of had to stop at a certain point. So I was just taking pictures of the moon. The moon was very beautiful that night. Oh, no wild boars. Probably a good thing. No but wild boars. 
I my friend, uh, a good friend of mine, Ellen, went up there once, and she said she saw a really ominous sign saying "Be careful of strangers," and she saw like a really Ooh. creepy, odd-looking person in the distance behind a tree, and <laughs> that kind of put me <laughs> off going up there. So Ooh. be careful how far up you go up the Fushimi Fushimi and Army shrines. They go really high up the mountain, like they just go endlessly along the mountain. Mm. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for wild boars and shady individuals. What we got next, Pete? Interesting. Uh, we've got an email from uh, Vanessa from Melbourne, Australia. Hello, Chris and Pete. Thanks for your podcast. I really enjoy listening to it, which I do while walking the dog. Woof, woof. Um, I'm also a huge fan of one, the YouTube one. channel uh, and uh, watch those videos while doing my Japanese studies. I've been to Japan three times. I was meant to be there in March of this year, but due to stuff, this has been postponed, but hoping to get uh, back there in the next 12 months. But have you touched, as you've touched on uh, Japanese drinking culture a couple of times, I wanted to share my own experience with you. Me and my then partner uh, did a month-long trip to Japan in 2015, and this happened when we were in Hiroshima. Uh, we went for dinner at the uh, Okonomimura. Ah, Okonomimura. Okonomimura. Ah, the three-story ah, Okonomimura. Uh, the three-story Okonomiyaki theme park. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. I will leave you to describe this to your listeners. It sounds just like a big building that full of Okonomiyaki places. Well, we described it last week, didn't we? It's uh, yeah, oh, it's we like did, a, we? Yes, that's a right, building yeah. with about three or four stories, and there's just loads of Okonomiyaki restaurants in there. Okonomiyaki, ah! uh, savoury pancakes, the most amazing thing. Like they're just noodles and cabbage with like some mm. kind of flour and batter on, and oh, then they have like mayonnaise. Wonderful, and it's all a big mess, but it tastes amazing. Thanks to the mayonnaise. Wonderful. <clears throat> well, well, the place was uh, very big, and uh, we were wandering around trying to decide which shop to eat at when we looked at a shop that had about five salary men eating and drinking. One of them looked at us and in a deep, booming Japanese voice commanded, You eat here! and pointed at two empty seats. This command was good enough for us, and we took our seats. We then proceeded to eat Okonomiyaki and get absolutely smashed with these salary men uh, who had a couple of hours drinking on us at this point. It was great fun chatting and uh, joking with all of them. They were salesmen for a farming equipment company. Uh, one of them taught me how to fold a paper crane. There was also one who kept on uh, yelling, Kumamoto, my hometown! Uh, once we had told him we were heading there after our sojourn in Hiroshima. Uh, one of them ended up eating half of my Okonomiyaki, which is fine because it was quite big, and one of them ending up... Uh, passing out on the table next to us. Eventually, they decided it was time to leave, and the boss of Ollie's very uh, of Ollie's salary men very kindly paid our bill. We tried to protest, but it was of no use. While they were getting ready to depart, my partner and I both went to our respective restrooms, and when we, when we uh, came back out, they were gone. Well, mostly, as they had left the passed-out guy behind, and uh, for one minute, me and my partner were trying to decide what to do out with do with this uh, passed-out salary man. The rest of the group rounded the corner, shouted some Imusen, and grabbed a shoulder each, and uh, proceeded to drag the guy out. It was probably one of the fun nights I had in Japan. Uh, again, thanks for the casts and the videos. Uh, keep safe and as unbored as possible. <clears throat> Please uh, see attached photo evidence. And uh, presumably she's appended a picture of said salary man. Vanessa, that sounds like a hell of a night. That is awesome. And yeah, the photos just uh, Vanessa and uh, uh, husband surrounded by like various drunken looking Japanese guys. Yes, Brilliant. lovely. What more could you want? Enjoyable. Um, the only bit. I wouldn't be happy about is uh, someone eating my okonomiyaki. But other than that, <laughs> sounds great. And fair play that uh, Vanessa spent two hours there. Okonomiyaki Mura is the kind of place you drop in, eat your food quickly, and then head out in like under an mm. hour, like 40 minutes or something. So to be right. there two hours with these drunken guys sounds pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, some of my fondest memories in Japan are just meeting 
drunken Japanese salarymen, strangers, and just going off with them and doing karaoke and getting to know them before you never mm. ever see them again. Have you ever see done anything again. like that? Is that anything you've ever uh, done? Yeah, I think we've. Yeah, I think we kidnapped a salary, um, more of a salary boy uh, for a night out uh, in uh, Osaka, um, and then yeah, I've had various adventures where there's been like. Uh, yeah, they're just guys who just sort of recommend places, and you go, oh, we're going over here. I remember sort of being in, in a place, like a baseball themed bar, and the owner of the bar um, took us and a lot of salarymen to uh, his own little kind of mini restaurant, really. Um, and we all sort of ate food, and yeah, it was good. Yeah, there's plenty of adventures like that. People who are people who are always willing to um, sort of reach out once they've had a couple of drinks to uh, to have a chat and uh, impart their enthusiasm and wisdom. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You you hear people coming to Japan on like holiday and they never get to meet anyone or talk to many folks along the way. But if you go to a bar at the end of the day and have a few drinks, there's no doubt you'll meet a few characters who will come to define your entire trip, uh, like these folks <laughs> in Okonomiyaki Mura. But thanks for the story, Vanessa. It's a good laugh. Uh, we've got one here Fantastic. from George in Okawa. He says, hey, Chris and Pete, this is my first year as an assistant language teacher in Japan's smallest village. Mm. Or Kawamura in Kochi Prefecture. Uh, Kochi, of course, is in Shikoku. It's one of the few places I've never been anywhere near. Um, well, mm. Yeah, I've not been there. Always wanted to go. Um, George says, it's really great here. I teach 26 students from first grade elementary to third grade junior high, and they're all brilliant. The village is famous for really good beef and for just being super countryside. Every year, we have a barbecue festival on top of the mountain with unlimited sake, incredible wow. beef and really good chicken it's random <laughs> and my <laughs> my students perform the village's traditional sword dance with real blunt swords it used to be a regular sized village until they built a dam down river and flooded the valley in the 1960s and all that's left now uh, all that's left is the parts of the village higher up the mountain sides the rest of the village is still underwater that sounds mental isn't that Ooh. sounds like a horror film wow that's amazing. Yeah, I think they did that. I think they did that in Wales. I want to say there's a little fairly modern town that was uh, flooded some at some point in the in the uh, deep, deep and distant past. It's pretty cool. I mean, George continues. When the water level is lowered, you can see the old government office building come out of the water, like emerge. Oh, How awesome is that? Spooky. That is spooky. Terrifying. Amazing. Um, have you ever been to Kochi Prefecture? It's pretty rad. It's famous for drinking, and our mascot is a severed tuna head. Of course it is. If you're ever heading down this way, please let us know. It'd be honoured to buy you a beer and a plate of Kochi's Katsu... Oh, I can't read that. Katsu Tataki at Hirome. I think that's a kind of fish thing. And the huge indoor mm. drinking market in Kochi City is a must-try. My question to you is, what would you recommend for making the most of an opportunity uh, the opportunity to live in Japan and the kinds of activities you couldn't do if you were just here for a holiday and tips for getting the most out of solo travels. Thanks so much, George in Okawa. And he says at the bottom, we claim to be the smallest village on the four main islands of Japan with a population of about 380 people over a 36 square mile area. That is very small. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few villages in Japan that claim to be the smallest, especially given the population is plummeting rather dramatically. Uh, but I'd love mm. to go to Kochi. I want to see this town. I want to Google this yeah. straight afterwards. I want to see this government office rise out of the water like a sword. I think we should go. Get some blunt swords, get some local check-in, and uh, go yeah. and discover the flooded Got government the office in the lake. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Um, for tips for getting the most out of solo travels, Pete? Any ideas? You've done oh, that goodness before? goodness me. 
Oh, Who did it recently? Um, make sure you travel light. In the words of the Tinder sticks, we travel light. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, just travel light because uh, you just you're just forever pulling a case around. So so make it easy on yourself and make sure you arrive in towns at around about three o'clock so you can check into your hotel. Otherwise, you're just standing around doing out. What would you say to people like me who get a little bit kind of on edge, a little bit anxious? Uh, when it comes to like, you see a, like a restaurant and you can't see in through the windows and you don't know whether yeah. or not to go in. What do you do? How do you get around the fear um, of opening the door and Dutch going courage, in? Dutch courage or just to give yourself a strongly worded brain email saying, <laughs> come on, Peter, stop being a dick. It's just food. Um, I mean, the, the real trouble is actually when you get in there uh, and you don't know what you're ordering because everything's in kanji and you end up ordering shabu shabu because it's the only thing you can spot on the menu and uh, yeah I mean that's that's when it starts to get difficult so don't worry, don't worry about actually walking in the danger is actually when you actually sit down and look at the menu so don't worry about it, everyone eats people like to see you in the restaurant Support the local economy. Don't just go to Mossberg or whatever the hell you've got around. <laughs> just, just, just get yourself, get yourself in a little, a little hole in the wall place and uh, and get it in. Don't know. I think I'm, I'm still tempted to go to Mossberger, To be honest, you know what? I've been to Mossberger <laughs> in bloody years. I don't know why. I, don't I think I've never it's been because to one. you've never been to a Mossberger. No, ever. it just looks like one. No, it just looks like one of those places. Like, like, I mean, what? Like, yeah, I just go, just got the ramen place. Rather than, I've, I know yeah. what a burger tastes like. But do you know what a moss burger tastes like? I imagine um, does it have moss on it? <laughs> I don't know, MOS in it. MOS There's burger. no moss in it. There's no moss. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fairly it's fairly underwhelming. There's a reason I don't go there that often. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And as for tips right. for getting the most out of living in Japan, I would say, crikey, that's a tough one. Just go. I mean, look, if you come here for a holiday, you don't have long to do stuff. If you come here to live, you can really immerse yourself in the culture. I enjoyed learning the language and learning all the animal noises that we <laughs> revealed earlier on in this podcast. That was easily the highlight of, of being in Japan for seven and a half years, learning how to say hihin like a horse. Um, <laughs> but like learn the, learn the language while you can. You know, I think I've met people that come here for a year or two, leave without knowing anything, and I think that's a real shame. You know, you've got enough time mm. to learn the language, so do that while you're here. Learn a bit, go out and use it. And for me, all my fondest memories are just sitting around with the locals in the first town I used to live in, in Yamagata, and just chatting with them, like having that moment where, mm. like, holy crap, I'm using a different language. Like, this is amazing. So take advantage of that and uh, just try and get immersed in your local community. Given it's such a small town, you can become quite a big part of that town. You can become like Scarface of Kochi. You can run that shit, like, <laughs> run the entire prefecture. Run the entire show. What is, um, what, is, when, what, is, uh, what is Japanese for poop? Uh... F- that, I I'm not. I'm not no, I'm podcast. not teaching. I'm not teaching that on the podcast. Grow I'll tell up. you afterwards. Grow up, if, everyone. Poops. I'll teach right, you afterwards if you're a good lad. All right. Uh, no. All right. But we're going to go to that <laughs> government <laughs> office under the lake. That's that's something that's going to happen. <laughs> Mark my words. Yeah, I want to do that. We uh, we've got a final email from Atley, which is a great name, uh, like Clement Atley, the um, uh, um, <laughs> politician. Uh, aloha, Chris and Pete. Most everyone has uh, seen or heard about all of the things that make Japan stereotypically Japanese, many of which uh, Chris has covered in various videos over the years. However, I'm curious where or what have either of you experienced during your time in Japan that is uh, the least like stereotypical Japan? Make of that question what you will. Thank you for your contribution to the fine art of YouTubing. Atli. 
Atley, thank you for your email, Atley. <laughs> that did remote there. I that's a good question. I've I've been pondering this for a while now, and I don't have a simple answer. I could say something right. like Disneyland, but to be honest, even Tokyo Disney feels an awful lot like Japan. Like there's lots of different Japanese yeah. things there going on. I don't know. I did find a, a British theme park simply called British Hills, which I would love to go to. <laughs> it looks a bit like like someone's impression of a British town, and then they've gone and right, built okay. it in a forest in Fukushima. And I really want to go, and I keep emailing them, but they don't reply. And so if you anybody here lives or works at British Hills, please reach out to me. Get me the access I deserve. And uh, we can make a video <laughs> on British Hills. Around. What just Japan thinks I mean, the UK is like. Just, just break in. Just break, break in, in. And, uh, and start filming. You know, you Brilliant. don't need a permission. Pay the entrance fee like everyone else. <laughs> the Pete Donaldson rule book. Do you, can you think of anywhere that's like not like stereotypical Japan? Anyway, springtime. God, I don't really know to be honest, because even like the uh, even like the Irish pubs do things slightly different. They certainly mm. um, they certainly take a long time pouring Guinness and all that because uh, they want to get it right, um, and they they do, they do pour a lovely pint of Guinness. They do. They're pretty good. I yeah, it's difficult. It, I mean, you can certainly walk amongst neighbourhoods in cities like Tokyo that are incredibly modern. And mm. you might you you might not necessarily feel like you're in Japan, like Shinjuku skyscraper district. You could probably right. think you're in America or in, in North yeah. America, like a standard North American city, just surrounded by skyscrapers. Like but Houston. even then, the yeah. architecture is kind of different, isn't it? It's kind of odd. So I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm going to stick with mm. British Hills on that, but I'm going to think about Hills. that one. British Hills. I'm going to think about mm. that one. And certainly, right, the next time you're over, Pete. Let's go to the smallest let's village go. in Japan and let's go to British Hills. I want to go to British fun. Hills. I want, see, I want to see what's going on up there. <laughs> exactly. Uniquely British things. <laughs> um, that is all for now, though, guys. Oh, by the way, I did find out the noise a pig makes. It's boo-boo. <laughs> boo-boo. 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 What, oink, oink, goes, oink, oink goes to boo-boo. I'm not having that one. That's nonsense. Boo-boo. That is boo-boo. a nonsense. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, to be honest, that doesn't make sense. Maybe that's why yeah. I didn't remember it, because it's so damn bloody weird. But keep the stories, <laughs> comments, questions coming in to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and stay safe at this difficult and bizarre time. As for me, it's time to get some more cheese. Bye for now. Cheese it up, birthday boy.
a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.